0: The Tea Health Show, the Medical Lifestyle Show. Good morning, I'm Dr. Mark, and um, on this lovely Wednesday morning, we have in studio, as always, our producer, Piwe. Morning, Sims. Good
1: morning.
0: And our right hand in the tea clinic, Sister Elise, and then we brought a special guest with us, um, Dante, who is also part of our T tea Clinic team. Good morning, Dante. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Okay, so um, currently on uh, DSTV's home channel, we are doing a series on women's health on The Real Health Show. And um, last week, both Mr. Elise and I were unfortunately otherwise engaged, and we played a rebroadcast of a program that we did previously, and that was called The Language of Sex. Um, Elise, do you want to... Cast your memory back to that Episode that we've done And highlight some of the things
2: No <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is it that you can't Cast your memory back or there is No memory
2: There is no memory at this stage
0: <laughs> Okay so when we talk about The language of sex one of the things that um, We spoke about Was communicating Sex to your partner and So we, I decided to bring it Back through to men um because when we think that sexual dysfunction in men, we think it's just erections. And it's so much more than that. And um, you know what, I'm I can speak of experience about this, um, where sexual dysfunction is not about keeping and maintaining an erection. It's about your libido It's about your sex drive It's about how you perceive your partner How you perceive yourself And I think this is something that We often overlook um, And that We as men One, do not discuss Because I think people think uh, We're always ready to have sex We're always want sex um, Being a gay man myself I think a lot of my straight friends Think, um, you know, it, it's a free if gay guys get together And this really is not the case Some Peewee is nodding <laughs> her head No Sims We're not like puppies that play You know it I have jumping jump
2: in here as well Statistics show That gay men Are more likely To have casual sex Than straight men And they are more likely To pick it up anyway Than straight men
1: yeah but I think the question is um more likely more likely to have um casual sex, but how often
2: very often according to this the statistics okay well, rather, I, I'd rather having casual sex than a committed relationship that's what the statistics are saying.
1: Or alternately having casual sex outside of your committed relationship Correct Which is the other thing
0: Correct yeah, But that's not what we're talking no. about
2: <laughs> You yeah. just do that in there, it's I a fun fact yeah, We <laughs> are
1: not completely okay. off topic but that's Okay,
2: fine. okay yeah. then let me give you another statistic so God, I'm you're one <laughs> better at statistics <laughs> So they say, or the myth is out there That men think about sex all the time And it's not only gay or straight men Men think about sex all the time
0: I can tell you that that is a myth And it's definitely uh, Correct So statistics say or
2: Clinical studies was done And I think it's Oxford Where they monitored Thousands of men And women and they looked at how often do they look, think about sex. So what they found is men first subconsciously, subconsciously, yes, with brain, brain scans, etc. So what they found is that men will think about sex 19 times within a 16-hour period. Women will think about sex. 10 times in a 16 hour period So think about sex more (laughs) Then they also Men that don't only Think about sex alone They think about food and sleep as well (laughs) 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 In that period As much as they think about sex
0: Wow Okay that's interesting That's statistics That's a great to start
2: Dante, like, <laughs> Dante you know? put up
0: his hand And says that he thinks about sex all the time hmm? Dante. Dante But yeah. there's
2: something wrong with him <laughs> I work with him every day There's really something wrong and with him And she
1: knows So there we go so, yeah. <laughs> and Mark is blushing Look at that He's actually blushing
0: He's, no, he's dumbfounded He doesn't have not ears. something... But i have a time to do if i have to think <laughs> about I'm six, saying there's 19 something times wrong with it. You 60, know, my if, day is 16 hours something
2: long something is in overdrive there's a mental problem <laughs> If you <have> it. <laughs>
0: Okay That's actually cute. if you want to weigh in on this <laughs> um send up us a, uh, us a WhatsApp the number is 0642128701 um tell us how often do you think about sex or um how often you do not think about sex so Dante when we discussed this topic um i said to you the reason i want you to come on to the show is because you know but it's very difficult to ask the question and answer it but um in our clinic we deal with both male and sexual, uh, female sexual functioning I don't want to call it dysfunction um, But you know what, on the ground What is it that men talk about when they talk about themselves In a sexual environment or in a sexual context? Look, it doesn't have to be necessarily in a sexual
1: context. Um, We were talking about this yesterday, if you remember, and I said to you that. No, okay, maybe you don't remember, but anyway, we were saying, I was saying that over a period of time, I've just kind of picked up odd bits and pieces at at the gym, especially this is morning gym people. I'm a morning gymmer, and what you hear are guys saying things like, um, they just don't have the energy. That they had Correct. to pick up, uh, to do their gym. They don't. Uh, to do their gym? Actually, yeah, yeah. Do, but then they also just don't have energy. They've, they don't look forward to their day. They don't have energy at night. One brave soul even said that he hadn't got laid in ages because he just simply wasn't interested. And so somebody the other day, I think, just got the hell in and said, you know what? Just understand something. You're getting older. One of your favorite phrases, suck it up, cupcake. Because um, you it's just it's part of, it's part of getting older, just accept it. What do
0: you say to that? Ah, it's coming back to me now ah. So <clears throat> let's let's just take a look at evolution and development. Because I was confronted with this question, um about libido and what uh what we can do about increasing libido and as the patient asked me that I thought about my own my own circumstances at the moment and it's just yeah but what what is a normal libido but before we get there if we look at the evolutionary lifespan that we as humans have, it's supposed to be around about 48 years, okay? There's, there are a few um, species that live longer than us, turtles, one, um, but elephants um, have a longer life expectancy than we as humans from an evolutionary perspective. Now what we have gone and done Through the advances in medicine Our lifestyle, etc, etc Is that we've more than doubled that So let's look at us Should we have lived in the wild You um, get born as a little cub Or a puppy or whatever you want to name it And as you Get older and you grow up Certain certain factors come into play. Whether you're strong, you're fast, you're clever, uh, you're dominant, you can find food, etc., etc. And the combination of all these factors allows you to become an alpha, a beta, or a zeta, or a uh, omega. Um, so, for you who don't know what that means, it's the alpha male is the leader of His group Um, The betas Are his close support Um, Let's think of a troop Of chimpanzees So there is one alpha male The alpha male Has access to The most of the females The biggest territory And his choice of food Okay Those who are lower ranking Have less Opportunity and therefore less Privileges So if you have the Combination of genetic Factors that Give you The advantage of Over your peers you are the Alpha so We progress to become an alpha male and we stay at the peak of our performance for a short period of time and then we start getting challenged by younger males that are stronger and, you know, but the first once or twice we can rebuff them. But eventually, you make space at the top and you move down the ranks again, and eventually you are moved to the outside of the back of a troop where you start falling prey to predators that 's the natural progression so if we look at it from again an evolutionary perspective, if we're supposed to Be at our lowest again At about age 50 Our peak is between the ages of say 20 And 30, 35 That is where you perform at your peak And when we go past that You know, but things start degrading Just think about how difficult it is Well, in any case, for me After years and years of playing competitive sport to wake up in the morning without having pain in my ankles or my knees, um, you know it becomes difficult to get to the bathroom, never mind, to compete on the sports field anymore um, and I think this is something that we need to take into consideration you cannot always be the alpha male. Younger, stronger males will come in. Environmental factors, economic factors, social factors start Medical playing a role. Medical factors.
2: If it wasn't for medicine you would have been dead. And then as well, your testosterone levels um, decreases one percent every year from the age
0: of thirty five years old. It's so. Actually, I think it might be even a little bit younger, Elise I think it might be, it be from Maybe. the age of about 28 Now, we also know that um, over the past couple of decades Testosterone levels have dropped exponentially We see this Is it because of our lifestyle? Is it the way in which we live? We live in cities, there's no... Mm, not so much of I have to establish territory. We live in groups which are much more evolved. We have monogamous relationships or pseudo-monogamous relationships. Other than in the wild, where um, you know, would the strongest male get the most females and gets to pass on his genes? Who can say? But I, you know, I think all of those play a role. When Dante, and this is what what um, I think we spoke about. When someone says, "Yeah, but it's because we are getting older." Yes, it is because we are getting older. Do we have to accept this? Hell, no! Yeah, that's um, what I was going to ask. Do we? Do we as as human beings then have to accept it? Absolutely not. The problem is that, and we've spoken about this at length. The moment that you start fiddling With hormone levels You don't fiddle with one And Elise um, I think we've used the analogy A couple of times um, About baking a cake Now um, It's interesting that the world's best chefs um, And some of the world's best bakers Are actually men Mm -hmm. Um, So if you want to bake a winning Let's make it very braai brood, ne. so if you bake for best braai brood, you know that you use a certain type of flour in a certain quantity, mixed with a certain type of yeast, with water at a certain temperature you put it in a certain place for it to prove etc, etc, etc if you change one thing in that recipe that bread turns out differently and not necessarily better, so changing hormones is like changing one of the um, ingredients or one of the processes you have when you bake this um, award winning in your own head bread um, that everyone comes to your bride to to indulge in. Um, and that is, is, is key to understanding hormone optimization and hormone replacement therapy. So tell me, at,
1: at, what, at what point um, in my life, say, should I start thinking about my testosterone levels or hormone optimization therapy? Is it when I don't wake up with a morning erection? Is it when I don't perform in the office? At what point should somebody seriously
0: start thinking about this? Elise, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you in here. What would you say on this one? Because I have a mixed answer. I think you are um,
2: not you're going to think about your own situation. Yeah. I think generally one needs to the first thing that guys are coming to say to us is I don't have energy, I don't have motivation and then during the consultation Mark will ask certain questions and then we will realize actually the um, sexuality is a problem as well uh, the sexual functioning. The I sexual won't call functioning. It sorry, y'all. sorry. Sexual functioning is a problem <clears throat> as well. I don't think that's the first thought. Men are also shy to talk about this. Um, they come and and look for something else, uh, or come with other reasons. Than I don't get a morning erection anymore. You know and i don't i can't keep my erection during activity they don't tell us that up front they come with different things i can 't concentrate, I feel burned out i don't have energy I don't this I don't that
0: generalized situations yes, but I'm increasingly seeing younger and younger men coming into the office and complaining about in Their terms Libido So they're not complaining about sexual Functioning, they're talking about Libido, now In medical understanding When we talk about libido, we're talking About sexual thoughts and fantasies How often We are thinking about 6
2: So it does us go back to the stats that we heard <clears throat> in the beginning that guys will think about like 6 19 times in a 16 hour period but now when they come to you it's kind of decreased and now that's it's kind of only 18 <laughs> <laughs> But does <that laughs> Still a lot <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um Sims, yes, and you know what i was I was sitting in my office with a patient <clears throat> a patient that I've been treating for a while, actually since last year, who came in with his um partner, his wife and The the issue of sexual functioning came up He, at that point in time Was not thinking about sex And did not have an active sex drive As a matter of fact And this is something that um, At that moment eluded me Um, For him, sex once a month was okay It was good enough He didn't need anything more than that His partner, um, his wife, on the other hand um, Thought that that was abnormal There was a definite change In their sexual the The frequency with which they engaged in sexual activity, and I think Dante that is where we um need to to stop for a second i don't know about you guys, but I go through cycles of sexual interest and or not. And when I saw this guy last week um, And he said to me yeah, He feels great It's just maybe his libido That's the low And I, I thought about myself And I realized that Oh my god I haven't been thinking about sex And I also don't feel like having it um, Does that make me Abnormal? Am I having a Sexual problem And what I realized is that Actually it's Creating And causing A sexual dysfunction Um For the simple reason My partner Is in a Sexually charged State Um It's not rampant but it's close (laughs) And um I am not there, so the expectation on from his side creates anxiety and guilt within me, and that is giving me a negative connotation to my sexuality at the moment, and that spills through to him because it's something that I'm trying to avoid. And he's too nice to To voice So And then at other times It's completely opposite Where we can't get enough of one another So Dante to answer your question Is testosterone to blame for this? No, my testosterone levels are optimal I think it's a mental state At the moment I am We are busy at work Elise Um We are, I'm busy in my social life. Um, I am, my partner is busy in his career, um, and in his social life. And when we do get to spend time together, for me, it was more about being intimate with him, literally just lying next to him than Going over into uh, a sexual act and, and this is one of the things that I, I wanted to bring across today is when we talk about the language of sex, when we talk about Erectile dysfunction We're talking specifically about Not being able to maintain an erection Or not being able to get an erection But I think we should rather think about Sexual functioning Where there's more than one factor That comes into play um, And can regulate Where you are currently In your sexual functioning
2: Quick question with that I mean um, We live in a society Where there's like These new terms Being thrown out Where people are like I'm only sexually attracted to you If I'm emotionally attached Or if There's other factors to it Does that also count Into this conversation Because I know A lot of young people now Will be I don't know Like I don't know the terms But like Asexual and whatnot, And they kind of tell, Like they tell the world What they are and in how they move
0: Ask Sister Elise (laughs) Back in our day You know what, if you went out to a club Or a bar, you were only Emotionally attached to the person That you wanted to bonk (laughs)
2: Um, I think that was in our days Okay, But I think today We need to think about the circumstances Of today, okay What do you hear in the news lots of times Gender based violence Um and that brings me back to my statistics, that men would easily engage in sexual, uh, ac- um, what did I call it? Social, no? Um, easy sex. Let me call it casual casual Cas- 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 sex. Yes. In a social environment, like in a club, that Mark mm. just said, women will wait for a safe environment and that is something that is inherent genetic in us um so yes now i'm bringing it back to today what is safe today we're talking about gender-based violence we're talking about covid we're talking about a lot of those things that makes us scared we were locked up for two years um People may feel asexual at this stage because there's no outside stimulation for a very long time. You know what i 'm trying to say, so that 's my answer to that it's It 's a state of mind like Mark used the example of he he had um or he has at this stage. I think we need to sit back and think about what is happening with us personally. And our environment Before we make an assumption That um, I'm asexual If you don't use it, you lose it You know that's my saying If it's there's no stimulation You can't expect That your brain will say Okay, I need sex, I need sex And the more you do it The more you want it
1: Mm. That that brings That leads into what, what has been on my mind As well here um, We've spoken about libido We've spoken about intimacy and so on But what about And it's a term I know that you don't like But erectile dysfunction um, If I As the man in the street Am not able to get an erection I'm going to google erectile dysfunction So um, <clears throat> Elise has mentioned A couple of things that might cause something like that but what are the causes of erectile dysfunction?
0: So I think there we need to look at primary causes of erectile dysfunction and and look at those so primary causes of erectile dysfunction would be physical conditions like um, neuropathies where you have damage to the nerves Um, Where there's damage to the blood supply of the penis Those are um, primary causes of erectile dysfunction Those in certain cases we can treat And we'll come into the treatments in a short while What we have available When we look at what we are confronted with in our practice The major causes of erectile dysfunction Are Medical conditions And they are compounded By hormonal imbalances
2: Stress and depression
0: Absolutely And then um, As Elise just said The psychological Mm -hmm. Factors Around them, so let's 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 go to what we can. What medical conditions we think of? Okay, so number one, hemiplegia, paraplegia, quadriplegia. Okay, that is where the nerve endings to the penis have been damaged, and there is no sensation. Okay, then we have. Problems with blood flow, so that could be blood flow towards the penis, the blood vessels towards the penis. It could be the blood vessels inside the penis, the sponge I think tissue. What is important to say here
2: Is if and I'm not saying that you have erection when you have an erection problem. This is for everybody, the same. But if you can't get an erection, the first first thought must be, what is wrong? Do I have blood pressure, high blood pressure? Mm -hmm. Do I have a heart condition?
0: Do I have diabetes? Do I have
2: diabetes? Do I have um, endocrine problems? For instance, my hormone levels
0: are out of whack. Yes, absolutely. Do I have too much stress? Um, Psychological problems. Yeah. What medication I'm taking. Yes. So, blood pressure medication, uh, diabetic medication, and guys, this one is a biggie. Um, Antidepressant medication or um, psychotropic medication, drugs, alcohol, smoking. All of those have. Roles to play in erectile dysfunction. So I'm going to try and break it down into two big groups. Um, erectile dysfunction because of your mind. And this is where we get to performance anxiety, um, sexual dysfunction because of your partner or avoidance or previous bad experiences. And then we get the physical side, and this is what I call if there's problem with the plumbing – in other words the blood flow to the penis is compromised um the penis is a sponge think of a sponge those um i think everyone knows what those yellow little sponge with a green thingies on look like okay we do dishes with them in the kitchen if you have a new sponge you can take that square sponge and you can put it into water and it sucks up a lot of water very quickly and it will hold the water and when you squeeze it out most of if not all of that water comes out and boom It jumps back to that square form. Now, use that sponge for a couple of pots to scour them with. And, um, you know, at the end of that, that sponge looks a little bit worse for wear. Now, dip that sponge into water again, and you will see that the amount of water that it's able to suck up is much less. It's also not able to hold on to that water very well. And when I try and wring it out, no, I can't get all the water out. And when I release it, you know what, it still looks a little bit for lip. And that is how your penis works. Your penis is sponge. We need to get blood flowing there so that it can engorge the penis. The blood flow needs to... Keep that sponge engorged by flowing both in and out. And this is one of the problems that people forget. It's not just about getting blood flow there. So guys, those of you that use cock rings or uh, bands or anything like that, the blood needs to come out as well. Otherwise, you trap deoxygenated blood there um, just think about it. If um, and this is some Peewee's favorite thing, some Peewee, if I strangle you long <laughs> enough, what's going to happen? You're gonna pass
2: out. <laughs> exactly.
0: So if I don't get oxygen to the brain, and, and for most men, that's a brain on to themselves. If you don't get oxygen-rich blood to that area, it's going to collapse. Okay, so it's about getting blood flow both in and out of the penis, but in such a way that the penis still stays engorged. And that is where I think a lot of men say, I can get an erection, but maintaining it becomes a problem. Hmm. Now everyone looks so, at me.
1: <laughs> so um, what if I come to the tea clinic and I present with erectile dysfunction, um, what choices are you going to give me are available
0: so firstly we'll start with a consultation um Elise, i i told you yesterday that you you said this so succinctly on the real health show um this week um that it's a one-on-one consultation um And it is that, it's a one-on-one consultation We go through things like your medical history What is it that in your medical history um, is of importance to us? So chronic conditions, current conditions, allergies, medication, um, lifestyle, stress And then, you know, for me, very important family history. Um, After a consultation, I know which of your grandparents died of what. um, At what age? What cancers there are in the family? What conditions like Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, uh, vascular conditions there are in the family? I think what's important
2: as well is I don't know if... Our patients know why we ask these questions But one question that we ask is very relevant And that is your sleep pattern Um, If you present with snoring and sleep apnea It can lower your testosterone levels
0: A lot Uh, It has has a a direct impact on libido
2: Yes, a direct impact but
0: As well as on your cardiovascular health
2: Correct So that's why we're Consultations is that intense And that long to establish Where is the problem Is it an endocrine problem Is it a mental Problem is it a Lifestyle problem is it a sleep Problem
0: when we When we look at um, the men that come To us Elise uh, Dante you've seen these guys as well Because you treat them with Electrostimulation the majority of the men that come to us Have been somewhere else Before Like the females that come to us They've been to their GP And they asked their GP um, You know what, I have some erectile Problems, i bought this Maximos etc, etc Over the counter, I've been to the sex shops To buy some of their um, Erectile Treatments If you can call them that and they work for a degree, but they work by increasing blood flow. And then they go to places like, um, the men's health clinic, where they are given a prescription for, um, Viagracialis, or they're giving an, um, intrapenal injection. Um, some, you know,
2: what, what is that?
0: That's when Don't you ask. <laughs> Don't ask That's when you have this little injection That you give yourself in your penis Okay I I told you don't ask Okay And um, a lot of the times You know, this was prescribed in such a manner that um, They either end up with priapism uh, And present back To the clinic 24 hours later In agony Because they still have an erection In agony and very tired (laughs) And chafed (laughs) So It only happens to you once I can guarantee you that If it happens the second time you're stupid It's very damaging guys I need to tell you that Yeah, Because again um, You trap oxygen poor blood in this sponge And it damages the sponge And then you know what Then getting it up is a bit of a problem Okay so where was I Going through What What,
2: what the, the clinics do And then okay.
0: what you do at um, the And they send their patient On the merry way Now when we talk about Sexual functioning In men Can I, you I just
2: c- ask a question before it slips my mind why is men so um obsessed with length and girth and expected?
0: because it makes us feel manly
2: it doesn't help with
0: better sexual functioning or anything. no, but it makes us feel manly
2: okay, so do you think it's it's normal and healthy for men to have an obsession with that? Yes No, I don't think so. It, it's <laughs> definitely it. It creates a mental problem Elise, for these
0: men. When you look at elephants, <laughs> which elephant do you look at? The one with the longest tusks and the biggest The one trunk. with the
2: six legs.
0: Which is <laughs> <does laughs> oh, six one? Yeah, exactly. So, guys, do that. As well. Don't it's you him. you're in the locker room every morning. Whoever yes. guys? Go- but he's he, we can't <laughs> ask him what, what are you he, is we lying? can't ask him, he's a problem. <laughs> so what is it come on, um, answer this question to Elise. Yes, I would What like is it to that guys on, do in the locker room? Some wear towels, some don't. Yeah. And do who are the guys But a helicopter that- there as well? <laughs> Uh. (laughs) Uh. This is a family show (laughs) Yes, exactly (laughs) So why do some guys wear their towels in the locker room and others not?
1: Well, I think what you're trying to do is you're trying to sort of generalize That the guys who wear towels have got small penises um, I'm not Aren't you? Oh, no Because that was the impression I got <laughs> And that's not the me case Me too, I agree with you You, don't. Oh, you agree with me, okay, yeah. fine um, that's, that's not actually the case But yes, guys with big penises are certainly not shy about showing them off It makes
0: us feel manly, Elise It's um, uh, man's uh, and this is, this isn't, it, it,
2: isn't it a problem like a society problem then? Why? We because why would men want to brag about their their penises? Because mine's bigger than yours But we don't brag about our boobs Yeah, we but don't. you can brag with bandbags <laughs> <laughs> That's something you can buy
0: You can, <laughs> so you 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 can buy, buy a bigger penis, a penis. No, no, bigger it's, penis it's part and all, yeah.
2: parcel of who you are Well, we can uh, Why do women make their boobs bigger? Because men want them bigger So Maybe to f- to fit with their large penises. I don't know.
1: Okay, guys, we're we're going off topic now. Um, what if if I have erectile dysfunction? The one of the uh, I would think uh, functions of, of a place like the T Clinic is to stop your dependence on pharmaceutical. Tablet.
0: absolutely so, so when we look at so the let's dante let's just quickly distinguish between again then erectile dysfunction where i'm battling to get and maintain an erection versus sexual dysfunction mm-hmm. so erectile dysfunction These various causes As we said Medical conditions Hypertension, diabetes uh, Depression, anxiety The medication that uh, We give For those conditions Can have a negative Impact on erectile functioning We need to understand that If a condition Is not under control Or managed properly Symptoms can include erectile dysfunction And we need to understand that It's about rejuvenating the sponge And the ways in which we rejuvenate the sponge Is all about regenerative medicine Regenerative medicine would include things like PRP, platelet-rich plasma Bioelectrical stimulation therapy, peptide therapy that works on the brain, not on the penis, hormone balancing, where we think about creating the balance in the hormones again. It's interesting to note that men with higher levels of conversion. Of testosterone into estrogen, they have high levels of testosterone, but they're converting more of that testosterone into estrogen. Often present with erectile problems in the sense that either their libido is low, okay, they're not thinking about sex as often as they used to. Um, or they are battling to either achieve or maintain an erection. Um, and there's different degrees thereof. So when you come into a place like ours, we will start at the beginning and we will we'll take the medical history. We will make sure what are the contributing factors to what you are presenting with. And it's One of our aims in the clinic is that you understand why this is happening to you. And then we go and take a look at blood tests. And blood test does not only include testosterone. Testosterone tells us very little. Testosterone blood test is a snapshot of what is happening in the blood. That moment it doesn't tell us Testosterone doesn't work in the blood Testosterone is transported In the blood To the brain and other tissues Where it then Has a function as A neurotransmitter Or as a biochemical Messenger So the effects Are not determined by what's happening in the blood So again Testosterone is only a snapshot And gives us a Peek through a window Okay Optimizing hormone levels Which can include iron It can include vitamin D It can include estrogen Um, It can And most often does Have Um, an effect on what's happening with your cholesterol and your thyroid levels. And then we go over to, if we need to, optimization therapy, where we optimize the balance between the different hormone systems. From there, it's the regenerative medicine, where we go and we regenerate the sponge, we fix the plumbing, to the sponge as well as away from the sponge so getting blood to flow to the area effectively throwing through the erectile tissue of the penis and flowing away again so that we make space for new oxygen rich blood which will then give us a bigger um, longer lasting erection Things like PRP treatments not only stimulate the production of new tissue in the area, giving you a bigger penis. Just explain what PRP is. Platelet-rich plasma. Yeah. So platelet-rich plasma is we take your blood platelets and we concentrate it and inject that back. So that concentrated platelets are called platelet-rich plasma. And they work through the release of growth hormones. Um, and the growth Hormones and the growth factors stimulate the production and repair of tissue. Therefore, um, regenerative medicine. The same is true for bioelectrical stimulation, and we one of just two centers in uh, South Africa that is part of an international study on erectile functioning where we use bioelectrical stimulation. To enhance erectile functioning And Dante this is your field of expertise This is what you do for us in the practice Um, You can give us some feedback on that Just how good this actually is Not only for size but for um, erectile functioning
1: Yeah it's one of those things where um, It isn't just for erectile uh, dysfunction Uh, uh, Some of the guys uh, like to do it because it enhances their performance as well what it does is um we and i know simply it's going to sound horrific but we pass six electric currents through the penis um, we don't use but batteries but we don't, but we don't, sorry?
0: That sounds excruciating
1: It's not painful in the slightest It's actually, it's very, very controlled And there's different kinds of, of, of current that gets so passed So it's, it's bioelectrical current yeah, so, It, it um, targets specific, very specific areas
0: It's not so. shock therapy No, no, it's not so shock you therapy You yeah. can't go and take the car battery and connect it to someone's penis You can, but
1: don't Yes, Mark has actually suggested that a couple of times to some of the patients. Um, but yes, yeah, um, and it's it's just it's actually quite extraordinary because after like the third or so session, um, guys will come back and say, "Guess what? I'm getting morning erections." Um, after about the fourth or fifth, they come back and say, um, "I can get an erection." when i want to have an erection i can maintain it i can make love to my partner uh, and maintain it it's just beginning to change my life it also helps with uh, with size it, it increases girth as well so it's really quite an extraordinary uh, procedure
0: and it's not painful No, oh, okay okay <laughs> Elise's very much reading something <laughs> With a smile on her face You know what, please enlighten us To what it is that you're researching
2: I just want people to go And read the Bad Girls Bible, Bible. There's lots of tips And tricks in
0: there <laughs> The Bad Girls Bible yes. Is this like a Fifty Shades Of Grey kind of thing
2: No, it's facts and myths Which is very interesting So where do
0: we find this? On Google
2: <laughs> wait, did you Google this now? Like and you're just like on you Like oh, wait, let me Yes, understand. it's very interesting to read the facts and myths
0: of male so sexuality. Share so share some with us.
2: No, man, I just
0: stopped it now. Okay. So, as part of a treatment, we often. Use peptide therapy, um, and when we look at peptide therapy, here it—it it, it, this is the part where we start working on libido. Um, and sexual thoughts and, and and fantasies By increasing things like oxytocin in the brain So oxytocin works in the limbic system of the brain And that's the part of the brain that's associated with emotion And especially feel-good emotion So if we elevate the stimulation in that part of the brain The pleasure centers of the brain Not only do we feel overall a little bit... Um, happier uh, it's but please, this is not an antidepressant, but our response to stimuli. That can be construed as sexual Can be heightened So you know what You can feel a little bit more horny Um, It definitely works on erectile functioning And I give this to my patients I use peptide therapy for my patients That complain that you know what I'm dead nothing happens I can't get an erection and by giving them this and they start waking up in the nighttime with an erection and waking up in the morning with erections, it brings that realization. Oh my God, this thing is working. It's not dead. And that helps to bring back a little bit of confidence because the majority of erectile dysfunction is a lack of confidence. Something happened. Um, and you know what? It, it creates anxiety. To be in a sexual environment Or in a sexual situation Because at least Again our, A man's Manliness Ego, whatever um, Boils down to Can I have an erection, how big is it And can I keep it um, and when that fails, it diminishes us as men. And you know, you can, Freud and whoever can say what they want. I'm a man, that's what happens to me, and I think that's what happens to the majority of men. Dante, am I right? No, absolutely, I quite agree with you. Yeah. So, um, you know, but for us, it's if I can't see it, uh, if it's not working, um, it's embarrassing. And therefore, I'm going to try and avoid it. And that creates sexual dysfunction. That creates avoidance in your partner. And that's when your partner starts questioning, um, you know what, am I, as the partner, sexy enough? Am I doing it well enough? Am I moaning hard enough? Uh, What's the problem with me that he... My partner is not finding me attractive anymore And therefore we are not engaging in physical activity Um, And that creates a sexual disconnect Um, And you and I see that in our offices every single day
2: Yes, I agree
1: I I remember you saying at one point that um, the new kid on the block, as far as this goes is, I'm not going to mention Neuromodulators product, no, um, Is a botulinum toxin
0: Yeah, neuromodulators So when we, t- when we think about a neuromodulator Neuromodulator, guys, this is Botox um, In layman's terms Ask your wife um, She's most probably had it You just never noticed So um, uh, for a neuromodulator We inject it And it modulates The action of muscle Okay, by um, blocking nerve endings. So a muscle doesn't get the message that it's supposed to contract. That's why we use it in faces. So if we use a neuromodulator, what we need to know is that there are muscle around blood vessels. It's smooth muscle. So it's controlled by the nervous system on an autonomic reaction, so the brain's not directly involved, and it can dilate, creating a bigger vessel, better blood flow, or contract, creating a higher pressure um, in the blood vessel, but less blood flow. So when we use a neuromodulator in these areas and we inject it it relaxes that muscle. Now think about your penis and as a sponge if I open my hand and I let the sponge Free it can suck up more Water which means that You know what when we use a Neuromodulator in the penis It relaxes the muscle around the Blood vessels allow more blood In giving you a bigger stronger Erection okay so Let's recap we came to the End suffice To say if You have Problems thinking About Sex and sexual relations This can be an indication Of something much more Severe Than just I can't get it up This can be an indication Of cardiovascular disease It can be an indication Of endocrine problems Whether it be diabetes Other hormonal imbalances Like low testosterone High estrogen It can be in metabolic Indicator like iron deficiencies It can be depression, anxiety, etc, etc One of the things that the T-Clinic stand for Is this new sexual revolution Where we are free to talk about And ask about sexual functioning and sexual relations if you want to get hold of us, it's very easy. You can get hold of us on our website, on Facebook, um, Instagram. Um, it's www.thetclinic.com. And our number at the office is 10 And if you have questions that you want us to answer at some point... WhatsApp us for number zero six four two one two eight seven zero one. Dante, thank you for coming in. It's a pleasure. Can
1: um, I just add one thing? If you go to the website, um, there's a interesting function on the website where you can take a quiz, um, and it's there for both men and women. Have a look at that. Um, it will give you and it will give us a very good indication of um, whether you are a candidate for hormone opti- optimization therapy, am I correct? Yeah Mark? yeah so um, go through to the website wwwthetclinic.com
0: and take the quiz. Elise, as always, thank you Um, Thank you We will be back next week Where I will be talking with Dr. Susan Goslett She's a chiropractor And we're going to talk about some very interesting um, stuff About holistic well-being So join us for that show Uh, Simpiwi, as always, have a great week Bye. This is the t Health Show with Dr. Mark and Chris Haven-Smith. Sponsored by the Tea Clinic. The Tea Health Show. The Medical Lifestyle Show.